Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the weekly Thursday morning edition of the Household Express, a program dedicated to helping aspiring home cooks grow their skills and confidence in the kitchen so that they can start cooking up memories with their family and friends, as well as taking care of other household needs. I am Sister Mara, joined by Chef Sakya Takari, and we're delighted to be in your company up to 11 a.m. Assalamu alaikum, Sakya. How are you keeping? Waalaikum assalam alhamdulillah and how are you Well it certainly feels good to be back behind the earphones microphone first time this year alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah, that's so good to have you back. How was your trip? Alhamdulillah, Umrah was absolutely beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. What can I say? You know, it's a trip of a lifetime. You know, every Umrah is a different experience. Marital, I accept and you are all in my du'as. Ameen. Well, I accept all your du'as and all the ibadat that you made. Gee, inshallah, Ameen. A different trip, yes. This time a different trip because now you're going without your spouse as well. But nevertheless, Alhamdulillah, always grant you contentment, ease, khair. and afian whatever we do and um, like i say maratul accept from us and you are all in our duas inshallah amen. amen well let's look forward to in today's program our topic is on school lunches and my guest will be is actually adila kasuji and then there after a little bit later in the program on the cooking segment Uh, Chef Zakia is going to telling us more about school lunch ideas, you know. Uh, is it a good idea to free make up your sandwiches, freeze it and toast as you require? We're going to give you a bit of ideas on that. Then also we're going to talk to you about how to crumb your food, you know. And then low chilling in the freezer. I know everybody's up in arms, but it's the way it's going to be part of our lifestyle. You're going to have to live with it now. And then also something on mosquito bites as well. And then something on your garbage bins as well. So let's look forward to in today's program and in recipes you can look forward to is uh, chicken and mashed potato croquettes from our guest Adela Kasuji and then uh, sister Chef Zakia is going to give be sharing with us a lovely yellow moong dal recipe so that you can look forward to later on in the program. Well the question we're asking you today listeners is with the new school year have you opted for healthy school lunches or the same old traditional lunches? And do you have a weekly set menu for school lunches? You can share that with us on 072-786-1548. We also take any of your cooking or baking questions or concerns. The WhatsApp number is 072-786-1548. Well, as we head back to school, many moms feel overwhelmed, especially if their children are starting school for the first time this year, with videos being pushed on social media and content about the perfect lunch ideas seem to be over the top we had to bring our esteemed guest Sister Adela Kasuji back this year again to chat about all things lunch ideas and what works and what does not Assalamu alaikum Adela how are you? Wa alaikum salam Sister Amara Alhamdulillah and yourself Alhamdulillah I'm well Adela how are you keeping? Shukar Alhamdulillah it's been a busy year starting off with my little ones uh, going to school yesterday And um, in, inshallah, everything goes well for all our little ones this year. Inshallah, um, ameen, ameen. Yeah, so so that's uh, that's been the start of the year. And of course, work and ha- home and the returning to normality. Um, the new normal would be um, load shedding. Oh, yes. I just said now it's, now it's gone to stage six. So what do we do? It's, part, it's going to be part of our lives now, you know. It's not just complaining. We need to look for other alternatives now. 
Yes, we have to incorporate it. We have to find ways yes. around as well. Yes, and Atala grant us Afia and all that as well, inshallah. Amen. Amen. Now, Adela, as we have mentioned that many moms have been seeing those perfect lunchbox ideas that are sort of color-coded foods for the day. As a mom of two amazing girls, we see what we see online, does it actually help to copy it or is it meant to be taken as just suggestions? Sister Amara, I firmly believe that you do you. I don't believe in taking uh, social media and incorporating all those elements into our lives. Yes, if we like something and it, it resonates with us, it's within our budget, by all means, go ahead, um, incorporate some elements of it or find cheaper alternatives. I don't believe in uh, just, you know, following the crowd. Um, and in doing so, you'll be able to, as a mother, you'll be able to um, gauge. So for me, I feel like you don't have to spend a fortune. Don't eat those posts. And those lunch boxes. Alhamdulillah, some people have the, the capability to, to go overseas every year and mm. bring back beautiful lunch boxes from different places. And it's, it's amazing, Alhamdulillah. But we don't all have that. Mm-hmm. So what we do is we do within our means to Absolutely. create what we can for our babies and make sure that they are enjoying it. The main thing is that it must not become a chore that you hate and it must not become something that you do not look forward to. Mm-hmm. It must be something that both you and your children enjoy and a means of connecting and creating a bond between you and your child mm-hmm. as well. I think so, it's not the lunchbox that, that matters, you know. It's not the idea of the color scheme, of the type, of the brand, of the lunchbox. It's what's in it, you know. Precisely. That's it. Don't, you know what I do? I actually purchase at um, these, um, you know, I, I, I would go to, to different stores. You get uh, cheaper stores. I'm not going to mention any brand mm-hmm. but you get different stores. I mean, they are all over. And just have a look and go in. There are these malls that have, huge, you know, lots of plastic wear, lots of different items. I go and I purchase there and I... Um, and I use what's in my kitchen. So sometimes I use repurpose containers. Mm. I find my old Tupperware and I use that. And I use little um, these little sauce containers to put in yes, extra yes. Mm-hmm. sauces. That's what, that's what you do for the lunchbox itself, for mm-hmm. the contents. Now, there's where the exciting part comes in. You know, I feel like um, you, you don't need to waste food. There are many times I repurpose my meals. Mm-hmm. And I believe that all mothers are capable of doing this. So you have roast, for instance, you have had a roast chicken and veggies last night for for supper. Mm-hmm. You you take the roast chicken, you you know take off all the the chicken, but uh, whatever is left over, you know, remove it. Uh, boil up some pasta, fry, uh, uh, boil up some rice, or fry some eggs together with your rice. Chop them up, make egg fried rice, make a pasta. Mm-hmm. You could use it. I don't believe in waste. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like when you when you children outgrow items and children enjoy home uh, home meals, homemade meals. Mm-hmm. So if your mommy's making it, you're happy. Especially when they're little. If your mommy's making it, they're happy. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you just, it doesn't need to be fancy. It can be simple. And then what you do is you take that if you if it's possible, the egg fried rice or the pasta. Or the sandwich that you made with the roast chicken and the veggies, 
take that same meal, put it in, add in some uh, cut up um, cucumbers, some carrots, some uh, rosa tomatoes, some olives. Um, you've got a little salad on the side or you've got a nice veggie portion on the side. Add in some cut up fruit. You've got your fruit portion. You add in a few segmented nachis or some peaches. That creates the other element of the lunchbox. So the fruit and the veg, the carbohydrate in, in the form of bread or pasta or rice. And then your protein with your chicken or your steak or your fish or whatever you're using. And then, of course, the water element. And then you can add in a little snack. Right? Mm-hmm. So that makes it affordable because your veggies are not very expensive. They're not, it's not, you're not paying a huge amount to go and buy some vegetables and you don't have to buy pre-cut items. You can cut them up yourself. If you package them properly in the fridge, they will last a few days. So you pack, if you're cutting every two or three days, uh, cutting up your veggies and your fruit and keeping them ready and washed in the fridge, you have no problem. That takes away one element already. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just a question of prepping. And you can make your child's lunchbox exciting. So I feel like if you are, have little, really little ones and you're teaching them colors of the week, then yes, go color-coded with all your foods and, you know, put in the, the, the bright um, uh, pink or red or whatever color you're choosing. Some mummies go the extra mile and they want to, you know, boil spaghetti with a bit of food coloring. By all means, do that. That's within your means. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go all out and go and purchase all these items at these high-end stores. Go and make it yourself. Okay, absolutely. Yes. I totally agree with you, Adla, you know. And you know, I think now the challenge we have, like we've, I think this past couple of days been really what, like a week heat wave, you know. So now it's mm-hmm. summer and the temperatures have picked up, like I said. What are some of the items that should not be put into the, in, in, put for lunch? Right. So um, what I what I like to do is I like to make either it's either a fresh lunch or an item that has been cooled sufficiently. Mm-hmm. So if you want a fresh lunch route, I make I prefer to make. Not every mummy has the capability to do this all the time. Um, we are all we all have different families, Alhamdulillah, but um, it's different for everyone. So um, I firmly believe that um, you can you can. Uh, don't don't put in items that your children don't like. Yes, yes. So mm-hmm. my my discussion with my daughters is, and my nephew, I talk to them and I say, what would you like to eat tomorrow? And then they give me ideas. Mm-hmm. What would you like to eat this week? Say you're prepping for the week ahead, you've got a little timetable. You incorporate, if the little one says, I want spaghetti, then you say, okay, one, one will have spaghetti. Then the other one says, I would prefer to have a burger, like my daughter said this morning. She said, I'm so glad you made burgers because I wanted a burger. Mm-hmm. And then the, the big one will say to me, please, mommy, don't put in boiled egg. Okay. Don't mm-hmm. put in fishy things because now I'm a teenager. I don't want to smell mm-hmm. like garlic and boiled egg and fishy things after the, I might not have enough time to to rinse my mouth or, you know, I might just give time to wash my hands. Mm-hmm. I don't want to smell fishy or or garlicky or <laughs> like egg. You mm-hmm. know, they've got the stronger smelling food. Yes, yes, so yes. Mm-hmm. They don't, sometimes they don't want mushy foods. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to put in, uh, maybe put, if you're going to put in a, a portion of lasagna, you're going to put in a cottage pie, put in a fork or put in a, a spoon with it. I understand it is to not eat with your hands, but 
school is a different situation and it gets mm. a bit messy, just add in a spoon with it so that it makes their the day a bit easier. Absolutely. You know, yes. um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm of the opinion that as mothers, we can flip ahead. And um, so, so if we do, if we listen to our children and we listen to what they like and what they want, then the lunch is going to come back and it's going to be finished. You're not going to have a full lunch box and your heart is going to be sore that this little one didn't eat a thing yes. that, I, that I flipped so lovingly. Um, you, They ask for it, then they get that and then they eat that. That's children. That's how children work. If they enjoy something, they will continually say, Mommy, I want this. Sometimes you might get just get a request for peanut butter and jam. Mm-hmm. And then listen. Listen to it because that's what they want. Instead of rather give them what they want than coming back with a full lunch and an empty stomach and they're all grumpy and things like that. Exactly. And your heart is sore because you put so much effort into it. Yes, yes. I'd like you to share with us one lovely recipe that you shared with me. So it's called a chicken and mashed potato crockets recipe. Please go ahead and share with the listeners. I will definitely do so. Samara, they almost, everyone is they welcome to give me a follow as well because I do post recipes regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll share this one. This is my sister's recipe, Fatima. Um, so um, she, we did three chicken fillets. You just wash them, um, you know, chop them up uh, into small cubes. Mm-hmm. Three potatoes boiled. Um, you can boil them in the microwave, 20, 20 minutes max. Um a little a teaspoonful of ginger and garlic, uh, white pepper, six gun spice. Now this is available at the uh, local butcheries and um, six gun grill spice. Okay, it's, I think it's, it's basically like a barbecue seasoning. Yes, it and it contains salt, so you don't add salt to the dish at mm-hmm. all. Uh, smoked paprika. One finely chopped green chili, mm-hmm. two packets of Mexican chili crisps, potato cr- chips, three eggs, one teaspoon of butter, about a cup and a half of flour, and oil to fry. Mm-hmm. You could also use an air fryer if you if if that's your preference. I really think it's a, a good idea. Okay. So what you do is you chop up the chicken fillets into small cubes, season them with white pepper, the six-gun girl spice, add ginger and garlic paste, and uh, the finely chopped green chili. You may also add two tablespoons of lemon juice at this stage. Okay. Don't add any salt because the six-gun spice does contain yes, salt. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Add a little bit of oil to the pan, just a tablespoon or so, even less. Cook until your meat turns white. Chicken filletra. Mm-hmm. And then you've boiled the three potatoes for mash. Once it's soft, you mash it up and add a teaspoon of butter and white paper. Again, don't add salt. Mm-hmm. You whisk three eggs in a bowl and set aside. In another bowl, you add a cup of flour and in the third bowl, you finally crush the two packets of Simba Mexican chili flavored uh, chips. Mm-hmm. And to this bowl, you add uh, the, a little bit of flour, more flour. You can add, I like uh, adding Albany breadcrumbs as well that I've made, homemade breadcrumbs. Okay. So three tablespoons. 
And you can add some Mexican spice, smoked paprika or pepper if you want to take the heat up a notch. Mm-hmm. But make it our children prefer milder food, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you form the mash and the chicken. Take the mash and the chicken. You combine them and you form it into balls, medium-sized balls. Dip the uh, into dip the chicken balls into plain flour, then into the egg. Okay. Um, set the croquettes down in on a plate to cool down slightly and firm up. You may refrigerate or freeze stage. Action lay oil to a non-stick pan and fry the croquettes on a high to medium heat setting, ensuring that they brown evenly all over. You may also use an air fryer after brushing the tops with oil and cook for about 10 minutes max turning halfway through the indicated time. Right, to serve, just create your own dipping sauce with uh, mixing mayo and tomato sauce or some chili sauce. Um, it's great for lunch boxes, light meals and snacks. And it's a, a, a lovely and easy recipe. It's very easy, yes. Uh, I really love this. It's very different indeed. And it's a lovely savory as well for Ramadan. Ramadan is coming up, yes, and we could really, we, this could, and, and you know what's the nice part is, uh, Sister Amara, you could just refrigerate. So this is the other thing that, that's nice about um, this type of meal. You could refrigerate it and just uh, uh, freeze it and just keep it um, ready uh, to, to, to fry ahead for the next day or a few days later, or just freeze them up individually. I like to put a bit of cling wrap on the plate. And uh, first, and then just put them into firm up. Once they firm up nicely, I take them and I put them into a freezer-friendly uh, Tupperware container or a bag and into the freezer. I'd like to thank you for joining us on today's program. Delighted to uh, have you on the show as well. And please share your Instagram uh, address for the listeners, please. It's my name. Uh, uh, it's a, uh, at A-D-E-L-A-K-A-S. O-O-J-E-E. So it's at Adelaka. So she, and I see you've got lots of, lots of lovely recipes, pictures, ideas, food presentations, and indeed very, very creative as well. Well done, mashallah, to you as well, Adela. Amen, Barakallah. for having me. Amen. Always a pleasure. And I grant you lots and lots of Barakah and an easy year for you, for you and for your children and for all the parents and children out there, inshallah. Amen. Jazakallah. Jazakallah. alaikum. Well, listeners, you can follow Adila on her Instagram page at Adila Kasuji, at, um, at Adila A D E L A K A S O J E. Okay, let's go for a short break now. When we come back, we're talking about um, a little bit about lunchbox ideas and then also on how to crumb foods properly, how to make your own breadcrumbs and uh, low churning in the freezer and then something on mosquito bites as well and something to avoid flies in your garbage bins and then we're also going to be sharing with you a lovely recipe from Zakia Takari it's a yellow mungda recipe and the question we're asking you today listeners is with the new school year have you opted for healthy school lunches or the same old traditional lunches and do you have a weekly set menu for school lunches you can share with us on 072 786 1548. Stay tuned.
The Household Express, only on Radio Islam International. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back. Well, let's go on to the cooking segment of the program. Let's talk a little bit about school lunch ideas, you know. And then we're going to talk about crumbing foods and low shedding in the freezer, something for mosquito bites and something for garbage bins. I came across a lovely tip there as well. And then later in the program, uh, the yellow mungda recipe, Zakia will be sharing with us. Zakia, what's your idea of a nice, good school lunch box? So it depends on the age of the child, um, like Adila said. Um, obviously, your bigger kids, they want more fancy things, things without like more, being more fussy, whereas the, the babies or your toddlers going to school are much more easier. And I think it's much more fun just making lunch boxes for them because you can put together so many different components and mm. they just come back so excited that you gave them this and you gave them that, which as a mother is a very... Um, soothing and comforting feeling to say okay my child ate their lunch they were happy they enjoyed it um i think a, a good lunch box composes of obviously a fruit which is very important and then something that has a carb to give them enough uh, energy to pull them through the day um a sugar drink as well as water and then also having something sweet like a reward Mm-hmm. Um, so that they don't feel like, oh, you're only giving me healthy things. So some days you can put in maybe some mini um, mini pancakes or mini uh, crepes or even a mini muffin, a cupcake, a donut, stuff like that. Um, for your carbs, you can have your sandwiches in place of sandwiches. You can have filled croissants, filled bagels. You can have wraps. You can have burgers. Uh, stuff like that and then you can have little fruit skewers on or the fruit just cut up into shapes and or, or cubes etc and then also um you can add in yogurt you can have crackers with dips or cucumber sticks carrot sticks with some of your cream cheese dips or yogurt dips also it's nice options and it's healthy options for the kids to enjoy and it gives them a variety so it doesn't feel like oh you know you're just giving them this boring lunch every day it's just sandwiches mm-hmm. every day gives them something to also look forward to when what's going to be in my lunch today and then you find some children i don't know the parents will agree with me you can actually send me a whatsapp on that zero seven two seven eight six fifteen forty eight. some children have to have bologna or cheese every day without fail they just have to have that there is no way out that you can change anything for that matter Yes, uh, when I was in school, I had a friend that actually uh, it wasn't bologna and cheese. It was every day peanut, peanut butter, butter yes. on brown bread. And I could not understand for 365 days how she had it. But I think throughout our primary school years, every day it was just peanut butter and brown bread. And um, I, I can't eat the same lunch every day for me lunch has to be different different yes. um, mm-hmm. very important to be different uh, but that's just um, it's true what you're saying some kids just want I, I think also it's a form of uh, 
routine and stability yes, and comfort yes. because they know what to expect, exactly. whereas other kids don't want that form of um, stability and, and routine. They want difference. And if you look at on Instagram and social media and that, you find lots of moms actually posting some lovely lunch ideas, you know, how they make up their lunch, how they make it exciting for the kids to enjoy it, you know. Mom is making me this today, I'm going to enjoy it. And even the mother at the end of the day feels happy, you know, that the lunch boxes are coming back empty. But then also something just to remember, mommies also, you know, make an extra sandwich. Tell them to give it to somebody that cannot afford lunch. It's a means of sadaqah as well. I think it is so important, you know, because other children can't afford maybe a lunch. And they look at, oh, we've got so much. You're bringing fruit, you're bringing salad, you got yogurt. Mommy only gave me that because we cannot afford it. And your heart breaks, you know. So in that game, maybe put the extra yogurt, put an extra fruit bowl, uh, uh, extra lunches, you know. Maybe you can share with a friend as well who doesn't have. It's a means of... Sadaka uh, as well, charity as well. And you will be greatly rewarded for that. Okay, now said about lunches. Let's go on to crumbing foods, you know. Tell us what's the good ideas on crumbing foods. I know there's, there's something in there that's called a wet hand and a dry hand. Now tell us more about that. Okay, so the wet hand and the dry hand, meaning you use one hand to coat your item with your wet, and then the dry hand, obviously using a different hand to uh, to coat it with a dry. But I learned a very nice tip um, growing up from one of my foes. Um, so this was helping her while she was making her Ramadan savouries. And she would take her, like, for example, beat her samosas or her moons or her, her kebabs, whatever she was cramming, and she'd dip it in her egg and she'd take it out of the egg, place it on a clean, dry plate uh, for a few minutes, and then she'd take it and then put it into her egg. I mean, into her crumb uh, by allowing it to sit on on a separate plate out of the out of your liquid mixture. It helps take out a lot of the excess egg or excess uh, wet that you're dumping it in. So you're also saving on your wet and you're not um, making your your dry ingredients all now uh, mushy and wet and crumbly and stuff like that. So I find that a very nice. Uh, tip uh, to crumb your ingredients. Um, another thing is also um, you while working you can. Um, so I'm right-handed, so I normally uh, place my um, savory or my whatever it is in with my right hand into my egg, and then I like shake it off like like you you open your fingers up a bit so the egg or your liquid mixture can drop out, and then I shake it a bit in my hand and then with uh, I'll drop it into the bowl with crumbs and then with my left hand I'll use the crumb mixture so that my crumb mixture doesn't get dirty as well. So that's another option that you can use. I also do that. Well, I'm left-handed, and my maroon husband is my always coming. Left-handed are always special, yes, certainly. So, yeah, and I think left-handed people have more, I don't know, I've got more strength in my left hand than my right hand. Because it's your prominent hand. Yes, certainly, okay. Um, what's a good idea on uh, breadcrumbs, you know? Um, how would you make your own homemade breadcrumbs? So... We did share this up uh, a few weeks ago or plus minus a month or two ago where we spoke about crumbing and I think it's very, it's a very nice thing when we spoke about what do we do with our leftover 
crust from our sandwiches mm. when we had mm. the sandwich conversation. And it's so nice to take that and make your own breadcrumbs. So all you do is you can toss it into the oven. And if you don't want to toss it into the oven, because obviously now with load shedding, life is becoming so difficult mm. to use electricity. You can still take your bread. You can still take your your, um, your slices of um the bread crust and in a frying pan you can toast it till it's dry right on your gas stoves and once it's dry you can add in all dry herbs you can add in spices such as aromat barbecue spice chops and steak spice chicken spice um paprika cayenne pepper um also a nice uh tip that i learned at one of the hotels that i was working in which is something that's actually uh, more from the indian cuisine is a sprinkle of kasturi mati into your breadcrumbs oh really and, and I know you get it in a box form now. Yes. yes. And you take the dry kasturi mati and like for a kilo of breadcrumbs, you just put in a teaspoon of kasturi mati and you crush it all together. It's very nice. Also, if you don't want to make uh, your crumbs using bread, you can use your cornflakes. You still mm. toast up your cornflakes. And what I like, uh, what I think is nice to uh, give your cornflakes a color and your uh, savory a nice color is put in a pinch of your uh, orange uh, food coloring powder. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very nice. So that gives your savory like a nice orange goldenish color when you fry it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, certainly, yes. Okay, uh, Adila's, um, our guest Adila earlier on the program, her Instagram page is Adila at A D double E L A Kasuji K A S double O J double E. So Adila, it's A D double E L A. All right. Okay, let's talk about. Um, okay, is it a good idea to actually you've got leftover chicken or steak filling or whatever potato filling and you put it on to make a sandwich? Can you take that whole sandwich and freeze it and thaw and toast as you require? So, um, it was actually a tip shared by our producer, oh, producer Mumtaz. Yes. And uh, she said that her mommy does this. So, mm-hmm. her mommy has tried it. I haven't personally tried it. But when she did mention it and I thought about it, yes, you can do that. It saves you a lot of time. So, you literally take your bread and you won't butter it though um on the outside you'll uh you can butter the inside if you put butter on both sides and then you can put your filling in with your sauces and then you can um you can freeze them like that without it being stacked up so obviously your sandwich still holds its uh, its nice volume etc and you can freeze it and then you can take it out and throw it um, in the fridge obviously and then you can toast it um, I'm sure also if you take it frozen and you put it on a cold frying pan of cold griddle um, and on low heat you toast it, it will heat up completely it's gets hot, it's your, your yes. Like, yes, like frozen frozen roti if you yes. have frozen rolled out roti you put it onto a cold um frying pan and then um it cooks through yeah, the frying pan heats up yes. cooks as well mm-hmm. good idea mm-hmm. but also what um you know with this whole f- um well this is this was not part of our program today but um, because it's something that's so important and it's something that we need to discuss the, the load shedding and uh you know uh, 
everyone's starting to already give people their orders for their savouries and they're starting to prepare savouries for Ramadan. It is not advisable um, from us on personal basis yes, that we yes. speak in because, I feel the same way. Uh, you know, ingredients are so costly, number yes, one. Yes. Number two is our electricity is more off than on. Yes, but stage six Yes, now. and although people say, you know, we're not opening the freezer, so we're not um, like letting the, the cold come out, escape, the ice uh, keeps the freezer frozen, like keeps your stuff good for like four to six hours but it's not advisable because your stuff is thawing then you're refreezing it it's re-thawing it's refreezing it the best thing i think and the best advice from a professional and is a normal uh person in a kitchen and that's uh, a female in a kitchen my advice would be is rather make things closer to the time just make things for smaller in smaller batches just for a few days i know it's a lot more work no one wants to spend time in the kitchen while we fasting etc but due to unforeseen circumstances that we're facing due to load shedding we don't really have much of options Mm -hmm. because you're going to end up throwing a lot of your food and savories away Chicken's gone expensive, mince has gone expensive, everything is going up, and you don't want to end up throwing things. In fact, this morning when I opened my upright freezer, because we had stage 6 load shedding, and um, I noticed my one of my packet of samosas were actually a bit soft, because I was actually frying some savouries to take to the office today, and I found it a bit soft. And I'm telling my daughter, look at this thing, so I said, how are we going to manage this, you know? I totally agree with you, uh, Pamara. Besides the upright freezer, you know, I had that problem in this week with my chest freezer. And I found that my top layer of stuff in my freezer has been going soft as well. Especially especially the savouries. It goes very soft very quickly. Then another option is you can do is what they're doing is they're taking empty like water bottles or just plastic bottles and they're freezing it. And you put it on top of your freezer. I have heard about I it. I haven't opinion, tried it. Yeah. But also, you know, while cooking... It's going to thought in any case, the water. Yes. And, but if it can help keep your stuff colder for a little bit longer, I mean, there's no harm in trying it. But also, the you know, cooking every day, we have in different meals made. And like Adila said, I, I'm, I'm also one for that. I, I don't like wasting food. No, me too. No, so, no. but... Unfortunately, due to the lights going off so often, even after two days, you can't refurbish a meal because Never. that food's already going and off. Be, we've got this heat with a few days. So yes. the best at the moment would be to cook enough just for your family to mm-hmm. have a meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, because besides the food going off, wasting food, your um, toying, defrosting, it's a high possibility of people starting to suffer with food poisoning. Yes, yes, yes. You know? Mm-hmm. So to avoid all these inconveniences to our life, because life is becoming very challenging with uh, load shedding, with the water cuts, with having issues where our electricity due to cable theft or burnt out um, gadgets it doesn't come on immediately. Sometimes it comes on an hour later, sometimes three, four hours later. Some streets were without electricity last week for two, three days. Mm-hmm. For for us to just save ourselves a little bit of the inconvenience and 
also save ourselves from wasting uh, finances. Be able to just cook enough for your meal or for that day or just to have a little over enough to carry over for lunch the next day. And also let's start making our kids conscious of not opening the fridge and freezers constantly, etc. Absolutely. Yes. And I think also another thing is... Um, um, maybe because I we, we, I actually had my savouries, that few little bit of savouries in a Ziploc bag. It wasn't in a Tupperware container because I just packed a few spring rolls in it before I left for Umrah. Uh, and samosas and jalapeno samosas in a, spring, in a Ziploc bag. And just easy just to take out and fry, you know. Just made it easy. But now I think now we, look at, we need to look at other alternatives. Yes, certainly. Okay, let's look. Let's go on to a WhatsApp messages. This one says, "Assalamu alaikum." Jazakallah for a lovely program. It's true. Had ele- electricity issues. Savory defrost very quickly, and my chest freezer defrosts within six hours. So sad. Yes, unfortunately, you know, if you can afford it, you can look for other alternatives like generators, inverters. But everything comes with a price. Most definitely. And, you know, actually, so many people have been saying that do have generators and that do have inverters. The generators and inverters have started backing up because of the load shedding impact as well on it. Actually, even the appliances on and off, on and off, you know. What do you do then? Okay. Okay, let's go to, okay, I want to share with you something I came across. Uh, mosquito bites. There's a lot of this big hojas around. You see when people are busy doing their gardens now and they're coming from holiday, so you find these big size mosquitoes coming around. And they say the best uh, thing to rub for mosquito bites is Vicks. Vicks. Okay, that's so after you bu- uh, so that's after you've been. No, bitten. you can even rub it before. But they say you can even put tea, tea tree oil or aloe vera for mosquito bites. I mean, after the mosquito has bitten you, but then try and get. There's uh, coils as well. You know, there's uh, peaceful sleep coils or the one that you plug in. Obviously, again, it's a load shedding issue. Yes. So, I'm going to work on that. So, I found something um, at a pharmacy and a lot of the pharmacies keep it, which I just replaced instead of body lotion because it is a lotion. Um because now you're getting button day and night with mosquitoes and it's called Citro Cream. It's a white tub with an orange label and it has like a bit of a, like a scenery label. Uh, you find it in the pharmacies and instead of using, obviously now you're going to, instead of using your normal uh, body lotions, you it, this is a lotion with some uh, citronella and stuff in it. So you can rub your whole body full like normal lotion and this helps because it uh, it puts the mosquitoes off. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then I'm going to go on to sharing something on about the garbage bin. So I came across something. They said, take a slice of bread, soak it up in vinegar, and put it in your garbage bin. And you won't have flies, you won't have those maggots. Now maggots are coming into the bin because we're throwing leftover food in there. Yes, and because the foods are going off oh. so quickly. Like how you said, cook enough for your family. And even if you've got leftover food, it's not necessary for you to throw it away. There's so much of poor people that are hungry. They need food. Give it to the helpers. Give it to the people that to pick it up, boys. They actually come and leave it outside your bin or in the back, and they know that it's for them. And with this heat wave, um, you know, um, and the food, uh, actually, you know, you can just freeze up some water bottles and yes, then and take your little uh, whatever leftover food. In lands alone, every robot has at least two beggars. 
and they're very two, happy to take the even food. more than two or three. So they're going to give out uh, packets of uh, food. They're all going to run. And, and mm-hmm. also because of the heat wave, include yes. some water, water for them to stay hydrated. Yes. It's a means of sedaka as well. Mm-hmm. I know um, we might get flack from some of the listeners to say, but uh, we encourage in uh, begging and we're going to encourage like, um, you know, at the robots, the um, glue boys, the, the thieves, etc. Mm. But uh, we're not looking at it at that point of view. We're just looking at a way of not wasting food and there are people that need food. So share it with them. Uh, we're not encouraging, uh, obviously, um, what they're doing, but it's 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 very strenuous uh, draining uh, weather conditions currently and also instead of wasting the food it can be eaten also another um, you know the bread's been going off very easily yes. Amara. Uh, so the brown bread especially uh, okay I don't I we buy white bread so I've been noticing it also the white bread it doesn't even last two days and then your bread's gone all funny and has that very yeasty smell as well so keep the bread bread in the fridge if, if a loaf of bread lasts you more than three days take half of your loaf of bread and put it into a separate Ziploc bag and put it into the freezer and then once um, your your other half that you've bought is completed, just take that uh, freezer half a loaf out, put it into your fridge to thaw, and then just take it out of the fridge. It's still basically like normal. It doesn't become soggy, nothing. Nothing, absolutely, yes. Okay, this is Lisa says, welcome back, Mr. Jazakala. Lovely program. I tried the bread in bin. Soaked vinegar didn't work for me. Don't know if it helped any other listeners. Okay, then again, it didn't help for the listener, but then they said you can sprinkle even bicarbonate of soda on the bottom of your bin as well. And then on the feedback on a mosquito bite, says, I usually use tissue oil on the mosquito bite. It suits, it works for me. My sister uses aloe gel, it also works well. Okay, Jazakala for sharing that. Okay, Zakia, let's go on to your yellow moong dal recipe. And I found your method very different. So please go ahead and share with us. Okay, so it's basically um, the only thing I do. Def- okay, I don't know how other people cook it. I know my mommy doesn't do it this way, but I just do it for convenience. And because, um, like I said when I made the post, that it's... Uh, getting back into routine and trying to get into um, the routine back and looking for easy things, uh, all of that. So it's basically a one-pot meal. Mm -hmm. Um, So I boil my moong dal for 15 minutes plus minus um, so that it's like three-quarter way done instead of soaking it. And then in a pot, I put my two tablespoons ghee, that's two tablespoons ghee, but this is now solid ghee, not melted ghee. Two okay. tablespoons solid okay. ghee, 200 grams of onion sliced or diced, 200 grams onion sliced or diced, 250 grams of onions cubed or, or sliced, up to you. It's 250 grams of tomato, sorry, we said onion already, it's tomato. So it's 200 grams onion and 250 grams of tomato. Salt to taste. Half a teaspoon of turmeric powder. Half a teaspoon of turmeric powder. One teaspoon chili powder. 
So my chili powder is medium heat. It's not mild and it's not hot. So it's one teaspoon chili powder, medium heat. Mm-hmm. If you have, um, if you want it spicier, you can add more. And if you want it milder, you can add less. Mm-hmm. And then one level teaspoon ginger garlic masala. Mm-hmm. And then I just add in my boiled uh, moong dal with the water that's remaining. Okay. I give it a mix. And I put the lid on and I cook it on a medium to low heat uh, till it's done. And if you want it more dry, you can cook it till it's a drier consistency or you can add in water to make it a more watery consistency. It's up to you. But basically, you just boil in your dal for 15 minutes mm-hmm. and then you take in all your ingredients, tossing it in a pot, giving it a stir and cooking it till it's cooked. A very different idea if you didn't have time to soak up your mung dal. Because normally we have the habit of soaking up the mung dal. Yes. In fact, Maruma, the Kareja taught us to actually soak up our mung dal in boiling water. Okay. About an hour. And that really works for me. And again, you get the different types of mung dal. You get the one that just wouldn't cook. So yes. I think that would be an ideal way to boil it beforehand. So, I, I, so th- that's why I've actually started boiling all my dals and stuff. Because I find that... Sometimes you soak it and you don't realize you soaked it for an hour and then you think, okay, it's soaked for an hour. Subconsciously, you just need to get done with cooking. And then you put in everything in the pot. And then when it's time to eat, you realize, oh, my goodness, because now you didn't have enough time. You put everything and you cooked your meal and then you're like, oh, it's already supper time, but the style is still hard. Mm, for mm, that mm. reason, I've started boiling all my dals, all my beans separately. And then making my dishes. Interesting, interesting method. Well, we've come to the end of a lovely, informative program. Jazakala to our producer, Mumtaz, our engineer, our guest, Adila Kasuchi. Let me repeat her Instagram address again, please. The listeners are requesting. It's at Adila, A D E L A K A S O J E. And Jazakala to you, Zakia, for a lovely program again. And it certainly feels good to be back on air. We definitely must. You. In sure, yeah. It, I, I actually didn't really miss being on air, but uh, it, it's actually good to take a break as well. And uh, but it's good to be back as well. I'm well, glad you're back. Yes, and inshallah, next week another lovely program and another, and another lovely topic. Recipes I will post on my Instagram page. Why is I still on leave? So you can follow me on Amara underscore Mula. I will be posting both recipes on my Instagram page as well. So from um, Zakia and myself, uh, Amara and Zakia, Jazakallah do remember us and all the marhumin in your du'as. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.